Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 142 for the week of August 21st, 2010. I don't, check that a couple times. I didn't, didn't actually check it. That's coming out of my head, and I'm hoping it's right. <laughs> really? Yeah, why? Is it right? Yeah. Ah, I win. That's just the way you were so delayed. I remembered, was like... remembered, well, because I was looking for something I could check, and I realized I have nothing nearby. Your computer doesn't tell you? Yes, and that's what I finally settled on. Uh-huh. Windows so 7 has the date there. Well, not until after I had said, like, a lot. It was Oliver's birthday yesterday. That's a good save. Was somebody there. playing, uh, was someone playing Blue Dragon? No. No? Well, someone must have Someone must have started a new game, then, if it's his oh. birthday. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Also, Dan Chi Sao's birthday in the chat room. C- happy birthday, Dan Chi Sao. Woo! <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a great show for you today. I'm here joined by Michael Tidwell, president of RP Gamer. Dude, my Firefox is broken. Whose Firefox <laughs> is broken? Is that your new tagline? I think so. It's like I can't, um, I can't view the notes if my Firefox doesn't work. I'm also joined by Emmanuel Marino, social media manager and ex-currents columnist. What is your title now? X. Have you done a currents lately? Yeah, go look at oh. the front page. Really, yeah, dude? Like, oh, I didn't. I, I, I never see it. Where's currents? I, I talked about Windows, Xbox Live, and Windows Phone Seven, and uh, the new Sony hybrid android gaming hey between cons look at that he's covers he covers windows phone 7 and the sony's playstation phone and all the other things manny just said so (laughs) as well as uh jeff green writing a book (laughs) see a nice little picture of jeff green so so speak if we're talking industry news jeff green just quit ea because like you know they're eliminating his position and he's not interested in other options and (laughs) John Davison just quit GamePro after completely turning the magazine around and making it something people actually want to read, which I don't know why you leave then, but okay. I that's... think I know why he left. Oh, really? He's the fixer now. I think he's just going to go from site to like these pages and sites. Oh, that but dude, but what about the conspiracy theory? Jeff and John working on something together now. Mm. Ah, they could be doing something new. Like I could also see... I could also easily see Jeff Green. I mean, not Jeff Green. Uh, John Davison just going around. All right, I fixed this place. What's next? What is next? What magazine would you have him fix next? Game Informer's turned around, turned itself around quite a bit. Yeah, it's already turned itself around for the most part. He's going to Nintendo Power. Oh, dude, they got Chris Slate there. He's fine. Do you even have Nintendo Power? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, you don't like it though. Chris isn't doing a good enough job for you. Chris used to do um, he used to do uh, the PlayStation Magazine, like before it became official PlayStation Magazine again for Future, and then way before that he was part of he was part of Game Players, which was a fun magazine way back in the day. Oh, he's gonna be the new editor in chief at Gamespot.com. Who is? That's what John Davidson needs to fix. Gamespot.com. That'd be good. Someone needs to fix that. That would be interesting. Or IGN. Oh, I don't know. If you can't fix IGN, can you? It's probably better Not burned after with, it's owned burned by with Fox. fire. No, it's just done. Well, GameSpot's owned by CBS. Yeah, I have slightly more respect for CBS than Fox. Eh. It's just after the good At least thing CBS News think... doesn't make me cry. So you don't like uh, you don't like Family Guy or Simpsons, do you? Well, Simpsons has been dead for 15 years. It's like greed. It's been around for, what, 20? <laughs> 21, I think. <laughs> 
My Firefox is fixed. I just had to reinstall it, I guess. So, Chris, you said that John Davidson and Jeff Green are going to be working on something together? No, I, that's, that's my conspiracy theory. I, so what I would they be working with. on together? I don't know. They, what we play. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything. The iPhone. No, he Jeff wouldn't be into iPhone games that heavily. Um, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> They've actually found out the next console, and they're going to work on the magazine for it. <laughs> Basically, it's about the PC. <laughs> but we do know that, that uh, Jeff Green has been contracted. Dead. Well, they're going to they're gonna revive it. Oh, okay. Well, that would be the thing to fix then, wouldn't it? Yeah, see? Well, what do you say, Manny? Oh, we know for a fact, though. Well, not for a fact. It's interesting. Uh, when he first posted his blog about that, that he quit, he mentioned somewhere in the, in the blog that he's been contracted by Blizzard to work on a book for the 20th anniversary. And then if you go check the thing now, he said, I've been contracted to write a nonfiction book. He redacted his uh, previous statements. Oh, for goodness sake. I guess he wasn't allowed to say that. Whatever. Well, he already he said that in the paragraph where he said that. Like yeah. originally, he mentioned that. Of course, I mean, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that much, so I might not be working on it after all, or something like that. All right, so now he's not. <laughs> so he, he really wasn't World allowed World to say that much. <laughs> he's been fine. He's writing a book about World War II. Why the hell would Blizzard care about that getting out? Now everybody's interested in the book. It's just a good thing for them. Eh, whatever. Uh, industry insider talk. Yeah. Oh, well, um, what else we got for our show today? We've got uh, got a nice list of strategy games. And... Strategy or tactical games. Oh, that's, that's right. That's a big difference. Yeah. Um, well, King Abdul put together a whole list of them, regardless of what the labeled genres were, because there was some debate over games like Advance Wars, which called themselves just like strategy games when they're actually like SRPGs. Um, so he put together a list and some of these are definitely not RPGs, but they're all recommended to you if you like tactical strategy type thingies. Um, so let's go down the list. Advanced Wars, Civilization 5, Front Mission 3, Jean d'Arc, King's Bounty Armored Princess, Luminous Arc, Ruse, which isn't even out yet, is it? R-U-S-E. That's like the one that Microsoft's oh. working on. These yeah, were all yeah. recommended in the chat room last week when we were talking about strategy game RPG recommendations. <laughs> uh, oh, Rit- but many of those aren't even touch on RPGs at all, right? Yeah, Risk, for example. Tactics Ogre. UFO Apocalypse. <laughs> okay, what is Wait, I don't know what that mention- is. Wait. They say UFO. Do they mean XCOM? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, Valkyria Chronicles and Vanguard Bandits. So that's all over the map for it. Um, King's Bounty's hard. King's Bounty are no, it's princess. Not. Yes, it is. They give you cheat codes. Oh well, okay. But I'm just saying, I, mean, I can I can actually play through the campaign on StarCraft too. I can't do that on King's Bounty. So it's like mm, I don't like having to cheat through a game. Do you? Yeah. If yeah. it's made to. If it's made, you think they made it with cheating in mind now? Yeah, I don't think they just randomly hand out codes to cheat if they didn't mean to, or they just made it too hard and said, eh, you know what, we'll just fix this by giving you the hacks. That's probably bad. 
Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm surprised they haven't patched it. But it's still, it's like, well, if that's what you meant to do, then that's what I'll do. I don't care anymore. Mm. Oh, well. So depends, go cheat through those games. Depends on why you're playing it. If you're playing it because you want to, you know, follow the story and have a good time, then go for it. If you want to do it just because you're... Uh, Does that you list know, cover actually... all the ones that we recommended in the in the in on our cast, on our show? It's got Jean d'Arc, uh, it's got Valkyrie, it's got Vanguard Bandits. I don't think there was anything. Did we else. ever uh, mention we that Promotion Three was was getting uh, PSN? Re- uh, yeah, PSN release. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I probably didn't because it was Europe only. So if you're in Europe, why don't you go download it for your PSP? Oh, I thought that was happening because we already had it here. No, I, w- I would have bought it a long time ago. Oh, we had this. a story on that um, on RP Gamer, but yeah. So Front Mission Three out on PSN in Europe, and you guys should go get it because apparently that's the good one, right? Is that how that works? PlayStation 1 game? 5 is the good one. 5 is the legendary one, because we all hear how great it is, but none of us has actually played it. 5? Yeah. I don't... Didn't... Did 5 not come here, Mike? Which one? 5. 5. Front Mission 5. Oh, Front Mission 5 did not come here. You know, the problem was, because they released... 4 was basically 3, but like maybe like 6 years later. Okay. And they haven't. They didn't really change much of anything in four. So Square Enix was surprised that no one wanted to play a PS2 version of a PS1 game. Okay. And the sales were very, very bad. So when the actual next gen one came out, which was From Mission Five, they said, you know, From Mission games don't sell anymore. That's not. That's not really. So it. let's make a Mech Assault version of it and bring that out here. That'll Pretty work. much, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they just think we're more interested in hyper-shooty-killy things instead of actual games. Are you interested in hyper-shooty-killy things, Mike? No, I want to, I want Front Mission 5. You want Front Mission you know, with Catgirls. It's their fault, though. I mean, That I can't would believe... be awesome. Mm-hmm. Can we have Valkyria with Catgirls? <laughs> Sorry, Manny. What are you universe. saying? <laughs> That's real life. <laughs> that that universe is not real life. It's alternate World War I. World War I? Yeah, World War I? It's basically... Like the, never mind. It, it's very similar. I'm talking about Valkyria or Front Mission? No, Valkyria. I'm, I'm talking Valkyria. I thought it was. Wait, part, I thought Valkyria was alternate World War Two. It's World War Two. I thought it was one. No. There's like, there, I mean, there's basically like fake Jews getting persecuted. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of persecute, oh, we're not on the news yet. Oh, we got a letter from Jack Fox first. A.K.A. the Badger person. He doesn't. Even he felt like a rapper. Jack Fox. A.K.A. the. <laughs> yeah. Jack Fox said, "I had a question for you all about the achievement points on the 360 and/or the trophies on the PS3. As we all know, those points and trophies are good for absolutely nothing other than saying, yep, I have it.' My question is two parts to it. One: Have you ever bought a game that you hated, would never want to play, or was something pointless like Barbie's Great Adventure just to get the achievements or p- trophies?" Did you? What? No. No. Me neither. There was that game you could like I Avatar think you press start and you got like a hundred or something. It was like no, it was before Avatar. It was mm. before. It's like when game score was like less than a year old. People mm. are like, just get this game, and you get like three hundred points just for starting. And I'm like, That's stupid. What do I want to do that for? Yeah, I, I think I, at that point you should be able to buy gamer score. I'm like, yes, all right, yes, I'll, yes. I'll just give you ten thousand Microsoft points and you give me ten thousand gamer score and we'll call it a day. Unless you care about the game and enjoy the game, then there's... What are you doing? You're wasting your time. That was back when we thought Gamer Score would actually be redeemed for something eventually. 
Oh, it was that one time. Was it Fusion Frenzy? What? Oh. Microsoft gave us one game for a high gamer score, Fusion Frenzy. Oh, really? That's nice. One time ever. But yeah, if, if you're playing a game that you hate just for imaginary points, that's, that's ridiculous. All right. His second question is, have you ever played a game longer than normal just for the achievements? For instance, I played Final Fantasy thirteen a bit longer than normal to get some of the trophies, but the game never stopped being fun. In that case, fun. that's exactly what achievements are meant to do. Yeah, I mean, if, if Final Fantasy twelve had achievements, I would have got them all because I got everything in twelve. But if it was no fun, I wouldn't do it just so I can get a little trophy next to my I, name. Yeah, so exactly. it didn't help you enjoy 13 more, for example. Oh, wait, you still haven't finished 13, have you? I failed miserably. <laughs> but I mean, it's funny because you talk about two, and like number two is exactly what design, like what good achievements and games can make you do. They can make, make you realize... Uh, Things that you well make you realize things that you can do that you might never thought of doing and be like, hey, I can totally accomplish that. I love this game. Why not? Yeah, if I had more time, I would have all the, I would have finished thirteen and done all the achievements. Because well, why it is aren't fun. You going back to it? Uh, because I'm not grinding two games at the same time, uh... and I'm grinding in nine in Dragon Quest Nine, so I'm not going to grind in thirteen and Dragon Quest Nine at the same time. Ah, uh, fair enough. All right, I think it's oh, time. Oh, just really quick. The, the, I think the best games integrate uh, achievements with in-game rewards so that you're getting rewarded within the game for doing this task and you're getting the gamer score at the same time. So you like the you like the Avatar Awards? Oh, this guy says gear score. Is that the same thing as uh, achievement points? No, gear score is uh, something in WoW where everybody has this plugin that scans people around you and comes up with a weighted value of how good their gear is and uh, you can use that to decide whether or not this person's geared enough to invite to a party or a raid or something it is what? woefully ignorant of whether or not the player knows how to play and some aspects of whether or not the gear is actually the best options for their class um so, it so is what not this really is based on someone that thinks they know everything and base the score on it and then if you don't match what they think then you might as well just go home no, you go post on their forums and have them update the mod. You still you're going against their bias. Uh sure, except he's published rather publicly how it's calculated. So I mean, it's not like you don't know. Right, but what if I don't agree with how he plays my class? What do you mean how he plays your class? If the gear is based on how I'm supposed to play a certain class and I play a class a different way, then I'm automatically out. That's how this kind of stuff works. Um, more or less, the the itemization in WoW makes it almost feasible for something like this to work, but uh, it ignores some of the finer points. So using it to choose gear for yourself may not be the best thing. But uh, well, it would because then I just hey look at my gear score. I'm awesome. Take me everywhere. Well, yeah, and that's what some people do, and that that is problematic. Um, and but the bigger thing it it ignores is whether or not you actually know what you're doing. Oh, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's wow i'd be like i don't know but it, it leads to this elitism thing and it makes it hard if you have a lower gear score if you're trying to get geared up to get into some of the stuff where you would get your gear so that's why you're supposed to play with friends and not with chumps who goes with scores that's why i like playing with friends and not with chumps who go by the scores yeah. um so go. it's 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 damaged a lot of the wow pickup economy you know um the dun- now the random dungeon finder still works fine because you know the Ooh. dungeon finder doesn't care but i know what you need to do you need to make something like this, and then whenever you are making something for profit in the game, mm-hmm. you just bump up its gamers your its gear score 
until everybody's buying it and you're making a fortune, and then you bump it back down and bump up something else. Um, well, okay, Blizzard has no part in the in the gear store. No, I'm not talking about Blizzard. I'm talking about a player. Uh, I'm like, I'm running this thing. I'm gonna make these helmets. Oh, these helmets are now awesome in gear score. Can't stop me. Oh, that's actually quite brilliant, isn't it? I know. I am brilliant. Auction hmm. house evilness. This is like with Wall Street. <laughs> this is manipulating <laughs> the game to your advantage. Michael Gecko. It, people would catch on to that really fast and well because you have so many stat hey, nerds who do, do nothing but check on thousands of gold, right? Well, no. What will happen is someone will branch off and everyone will drop your mod like it was yesterday's news in like a week, most likely. It, it doesn't take that long. <laughs> hmm? How much money can they make in a week? How much money can you make in a week? Yeah, but Blizzard also pays attention to their community and they will probably punish you. What? Blizzard will punish me? Most likely. For someone Wow. See that's that's going that's too far. I don't think it's too far. You're manipulating the game's economy with a mod. They don't like people yeah. screwing with their economy. Well, then they could make it less. And they screwed. have the right to tell you not to. Okay, the right to tell me not to is different than punishing me. Yeah, well, that's how they tell you not to. <laughs> how else do you tell people not to? You write them a letter and say, don't do it again. <laughs> Give them a chance. Oh, I like this like... lawsuit Master Chief just linked. Addicted gamer Sue's lineage wants 20,000 hours of his life back. <laughs> Sounds familiar. That's awesome. I don't think he's going to get it. Oh, quickly Wait, back to each unit. I think, yeah, mm, that's not very much lineage. <laughs> yes, it is. That's more than you've played in eleven. I'm checking. <laughs> All right, what Manny? What are you saying? Back on the achievement topic, I think Blizzard does achievements pretty has a pretty good job with achievements. Like in StarCraft two, for example, a lot of those achievements are very aspirational. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I could totally do that one day. One yeah, day. Blizzard achievements are really about getting you to try different things in the games, so that's always very good. Oh, and okay. you, it's, and the good thing is that the achievements are tied to, like you said, tied to in-game rewards like avatars. So as soon as you see someone, when you go online with a scary-looking avatar, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to lose. Yeah. yeah. Are you at 20,000 hours, Mike? 8,400. Yeah, that's what I thought. How would they just... give you your hours back? Would they... Would NCSoft have to invent technology to extend your life? Would they have to make sure you don't eat fatty foods anymore so you don't have a heart attack when you're 40? What would they do? That would work. <laughs> hmm. They come into your life and make you quit smoking. All right, you're quit <laughs> they smoking. just give you oh, full-on life counseling. They help you get a girl. They help you um, lose some weight. They buy you a cat because that extends how many, your uh, low stress levels. Yeah, give you a cat, refurnish your house, um, pimp your ride. You know, improve, yeah, sound bad. improve the quality totally of life. It. Right? You know, I think yeah, that would work definitely. pretty well. <laughs> this works pretty well. <laughs> So all those reality shows where people better. help you, all of them together, they, they get all of them together, and they do it. And, yeah. You know, you actually sound pretty good. I should totally shoe NCSoft now. <laughs> <laughs> they move you to a nice tropical island, nothing but health food, a personal That'd be great. Personal trainer. Uh, yeah, I need a personal per, a watchy person who does everything for a, me. I'm sorry, a personal watchy person who <laughs> does everything for you? <laughs> I couldn't think of the name. What is it? A like, butler? Uh, personal assistant? Personal assistant. There you go. 
<laughs> more than a butler because I want him to like cook my food and wash my clothes and clean my house and that would be a butler. Take the kids to the school <laughs> and you know all this stuff I don't want. You want do. an attaché is what you want. See, I knew there was a word I didn't know. All right, so <laughs> a French maid. <laughs> I don't have an attaché for you, but I have a claptrap. A French maid would always work too. If you uh, if you uh, play Borderlands, which... which I actually installed. Oh wow. I'm impressed. I know. How long I have it installed as me? well, uh, like uh, two months ago. Hey, I bought, I bought it when it was like ten bucks, and it came with like I don't know if it came with DLC or not, but I don't think it came with the DLC. Oh, that's right. The DLC was like two bucks a piece, and we said, you know what? Screw this. Let's see if we actually ever Let's play the game. Wait for another DLC sale. Um, but they've just announced their fourth DLC, which is Claptrap's new robot revolution. Bum bum bum. Have you seen the artwork for this? Uh, which we we what, talked about the uh, rumor of it a couple a while back. What artwork? Oh, it was Claptrap as like basically Fidel Castro? Oh wow! Leading the Claptrap revolution. Nice. You no. know why they released this though, right? No, why? Because the, uh, they they released these physical discs with with the uh, DLC on it. First, it had two, then that. And then they – well, there was three DLC. Now they need another one to round it out. So two discs of DLC. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Two discs of DLC. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going to be launching September sometime. Priced at 10 bucks or 800 Microsoft points. And uh, that would be your probably the last, though we don't know for sure, likely the last DLC for Borderlands, but who knows. So you look, said September, right? September, yeah. There were some GameStop rumors and like listings for uh, the Game of the Year edition uh, Player's Guide coming out in October. So of if course, you haven't got it yet. Always a month after that last DLC. Oh, we'll just bundle it together for you conveniently. It's uh, in your benefit. Yeah, you so know? wait a little bit. you probably get the whole thing for like, what, 40 bucks? Yeah, bucks. like those people on the PlayStation 3 are doing with Mass Effect 2. Hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2 is coming out on the PlayStation 3 and is probably going to have a bunch of DLC in it. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, going to also offer seamless introduction to its story. Mm. So check this out. We're Quote, uh, let's see, who is this? Ray Muzika. Muzu, m- Muzika. I don't know. We're making Dr. sure... Dr. Ray. Yeah, Ray. That's right, Dr. Ray. We're making sure there's a seamless introduction to the world of Mass Effect for players who haven't experienced it before. Because apparently the assumption is if you own a PS3, you would never play Mass Effect on another platform. Um, so even though it's Mass Effect 2 Clearly. specifically, we're making sure that it's a nice introduction experience that provides the backstory and the things that have happened up to that point in the universe and makes it a really seamless introduction. We haven't really revealed what that is yet. Gosh, game... Game people just the things they say. It's like why do you waste write. our time with these things? No, this is not the writer. This is the person talking. This is Ray. Oh, well, I, yeah. why people say stuff like this? We haven't revealed what that is yet. Well, don't tell me that. If but you don't have anything will. to say, why are you wasting my time? I don't care. Stop wasting my time with your bogus marketing drivel. It'll be something that provides a good introduction and provides a lot of the backstory and introduces you well to the story arc and kind of makes you feel like you're all you're part of it all. Well, that's nice that it kind of makes kinda. me feel that. Not really. <laughs> Not really, but kind of. Yeah. Wait, I'm curious. How are they going to... Are you going to create your character and then it'll show you the replay so that your character you just made will oh. look like he's been doing all those past things? I, I assume so. Huh. 
But that's so weird with the way that works in Mass Effect 2, though, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. That could be odd. All right. Okay. And uh, should the game... Let's see. Should the game... The, the, the writer of the article here speculates they might do that while you're installing the game on PS3. Show you a video or something or catch you up on Metal Gear style or something like that. Um, and what else? Uh, PS3 version scheduled for release in January 2011, and a lot of the DLC will be on it. <laughs> so I guess that means that there's going to be more DLC that won't be on it. I don't know. A lot. It's like an all. apology. I'm sorry you'll never play Mass Effect 1. Have some DLC. <laughs> Go find it on your Xbox or your friend's Xbox or a PC, people. All right. BioWare was not done with their announcements at Gamescom. They went on to talk about Dragon Age 2, which we've been looking forward to for a while now. They gave us a release date, March 8th, 2011. 2011. 2011, yeah. The game is out for PS3, 360, and PS3 at that time, and they released a cinematic trailer, which you can see on our site. So go check that out. Um, Did you guys watch it? No. No? Yeah, it's all right. It's better than their, uh, what was it, their heavy metal one that they had last time? The heavy metal one was terrible. It was. That was with Manson. This one has, like, what's it? Felicia Day said, staff swords do want. So there you go. Felicia Day approves. Staff swords. What is a staff sword? It's like a you sword. You didn't watch the trailer? Oh, no, I didn't watch it either. He has, like, a magical staff. but it was I'm watching it right now. It. There's, like, a dude in rags basically walking up a staircase. Oh, yeah. That's a staff sword. Um, there's <laughs> a, probably an actual name for that. I don't know what it would be. So it's just a big cinematic where you're killing some dude who's got goat horns, you know, like you do in Dragon Age. Um, I mean, didn't you guys do that like every five minutes? So I don't know. I don't know. Mm. You you don't know? You don't remember? I didn't finish Dragon Age. Well, yeah, but still. No. No? It wasn't really that interesting. Hmm. Kind of got bored with it all. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Fun. You slept with Liana or Mark, you're like, okay, mission accomplished. No, I didn't even get that far. I was like, this is just dumb. You didn't try very hard. It's pretty easy to get Morgan. Than... I mean, no, yeah, I... you got to get her all the way up, which is hard to do. Wait, it takes I a was lot a... of gifts. I think I was a girl, too. That might be harder. I don't think she cares. Oh, well, yeah, I don't care. I'm pretty that. sure Morgan doesn't care. I didn't get that far. I really, I got to the dream thing where you're trying to get the mage and I'm like uh, this is just everything I oh, tried oh yeah that dream sequence crap. was lame I agree hmm yeah so the, tra- so the trailer is nice um, but I mean good. we all know that the in-game footage and playing will be nothing like the trailer so what yeah so it's like thanks that's lies I mean it I, it bugs me when I see big cinematic focus on PC RPGs that are not cinematic in nature. Um, like in console RPGs, that works because, you know, we're used to Final Fantasy style play where I'm going to play for an hour, I'm going to get a cutscene, I'm going to play for an hour, I'm going to get a cutscene or something, right? Or four hours or whatever it is. In PC RPGs, it seems different than that. It's like only The Witcher seems to really integrate itself more cinematically. And I'm... I'm People are going to disagree with me on that. So I'm just going to move on to the next story. So World of Warcraft. (laughs) World of Warcraft. Oh, no, go back to the last story. (laughs) Cataclysm. There's a collector's edition announced. 
What a shock. I already we pre-ordered it. for you to get more money from me. I've already oh, pre-ordered it. <laughs> so it works. Yeah, wait, did you pre-order this because you usually pre-order like big collector editions like this or because you actually want all the stuff in it? Because I usually pre-order big collector's editions like this. Everything <laughs> ever, because that's what he does. 178-page art of the Cataclysm book. An in-game little Deathwing wow. mini pet. What? Can you say that again in English? A 178-page art of the Cataclysm book. That's what it's called. That's art, it's called, quote, art of the Cataclysm, unquote. Ugh. It's All a right. book. You get an in-game little Deathwing mini pet. Behind-the-scenes DVD, the Cataclysm soundtrack, a Deathwing bedecked mouse pad, so it'll have Deathwing on the mouse pad, and a World of Warcraft trading card game, Wrathgate Edition starter deck, and special edition cards. I have um, read on eBay. Maybe. They, they don't tend to be that worthwhile. Um, Anything's better than keeping that crap in your house. Hmm. Well, hey. Here's where I, I wished Anna was here because I wanted to ask her what's up with that playing card game because I thought they like canceled it. Why like, would they cancel? It? Well, money. they changed to different people or something, and so it's like this a completely new trading trading card game. Sure, hmm. one that's less suck. Hmm, Maybe ones that's less suck. <laughs> I don't know. Trading card games are boring. Is Star Wars boring? Yes. What about the original Star Wars stuff? Less boring. All right, but Much I don't have any. Boring. Unfortunately, I don't have any of that for you. Here I have Star uh, Wars: The Old Republic stuff. It's all <laughs> teasing me. <laughs> this is the MMO by Bioware that's coming oh, up. Bio- okay. we'll more Bioware questions. stuff. Um, they're talking about the four new races, which we mentioned last week, and uh, someone on the forums pointed out to me that the four new races. I said they were made up, and they pointed out no one came from you know. One was from the, the prequel movies, one was from Dark Forces 2, one was from the comics, and and I'd like to say all that stuff is made up. I count that all as made up. I know Bioware what? didn't make them up for the game, but I don't... It's the three it's movies. If you by LucasArts, then that's what you get. No, because that doesn't even count, because you have all the books and stuff that they contradicted with the prequel movies. Oh, they don't do their um, the, timeline synergy? like. No, they don't. They don't synergize timelines. Basically, if Lucas decides, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to contradict all this stuff that I approved, he does. Because I think it's, mm. he doesn't pay attention to that stuff, honestly. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. Um, anyway, I don't count the prequel movies as canon even, so whatever. What? Yeah, screw them. Screw wow. the prequel movies. That's, that's, screw the prequel that's movies. That's a bit too far for me, but all right. Yeah, it's not hard to get on board that train, though, is it? It doesn't. Those prequel movies actually make no sense, though. If you actually look at them, they make, <laughs> How do they no, make sense. no sense. Oh, I can tell you. Do you Please? have time? Uh, we've got yes, time. Yes, I do. Let's go for it. We haven't really done much today, so let's go for it. All right, I can recommend this. Uh, this, this reviewer called Red Letter Media on YouTube. Have you seen these videos? No, never heard he of has, it. He has these forty-minute videos. Oh my god! Detailing in depth why Episode One makes absolutely no sense is one of the worst movies ever made. Red and Letter what? That Red Letter Media. Oh wow, he comes up quick in the suggestions. Hmm. And he also uh, he does one for episode two, and he explains why that's one of the worst love stories of all time. Well, the love story was stupid, yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, don't go to his uh, official page. It's on. Just check out the YouTube page. It's much quicker. That's what I'm looking at. Wow. And he's he's got he cuts in pictures and stuff to illustrate his points. That's funny. That's very long. Like the first one is seven parts, and they're like all ten minutes. 
Yeah, I know he has a weird style where he talks in this monotone voice, mm-hmm. and he has all these weird jokes about being a serial killer. But basically, what he has to say about episode one is on the money about how that movie makes absolutely no sense. Hmm. It's just ridiculous and it's terrible. Like that's like the one scene, like quick, we need to warn the Naboo. Let's ride with the army to the city. It just why don't you just call him? Well, not only that though. How are you going to warn them if you're with the army? There's an army coming. I know. I rode with them. They're right behind me. <laughs> yeah, we were just hanging out, having some coffee. What are you talking about? It's perfectly it's fine. Just, just, there's a million of those things. He shows a picture of a piece of paper that says the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog over and over. Then he shows a cut of Lucas working on a script or something. So it looks like that's what he's been writing. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. So go check that out. Red Letter Media on YouTube, and it'll pull it all up. You should have no trouble finding it. Oh, you should see the reviews of the Star Trek movies, which are pretty funny. Does he do the same? Do them too, or do they oh, all yeah. fuck like too? Nemesis. He tears Nemesis apart. Well, Nemesis, a Nemesis is anyway. just so easy to tear apart. Yeah, that's not even trying. <laughs> we all saw it before when it was called Star Trek. Too. That's was a lot better. Thesis of <laughs> that, this whole that, that is, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's well, pretty much everybody. Said. I thought that as soon as I got out of the theater. I mean, everybody. Yeah, that was, was like, an wow. obvious one. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't hard. You know, at the very least, I can say this about Nemesis: they didn't wait, make us wait for two movies for Spock to come back. Yeah. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler warning. Sorry, there won't be another movie because of that movie. It's so bad. Yeah. Mm. All right. So. um <laughs> I don't even know where we were. We were talking about stuff. I think, uh, I think, Mike, it's time for you to tell us about Me. stuff. What did I do? Uh, you went to San Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote that and then, there's thing. a lot of Final Fantasy XIV news that came out of that, and I think you should tell us about it. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's a lot. We just we got to see the areas that you're not going to be able to see until release. Release. Nick. All right, well, take us through what happened. Where'd you go? Oh, How did it work? Well, what? Yeah, what? I want to hear a little bit about the setting. What was the atmosphere like? How much did the, <laughs> the PR reps drink? You know, that sort of stuff. Oh. How much shrimp cocktails? Mm-hmm. Uh, shrimp cocktails, yeah. All right, so the whole shebang. They they contact me like a week before, and they're like, you want to come to San Francisco? And I'm like, I always like coming to San Francisco. I have such fun there. And we uh, they booked the flight. They're like, well, you could come to both of them if you want to get up at 7. I'm like, who wants to get up at 7 in the morning if you're not going to work? Seriously. So I only did the one session, so I missed out on all the, uh, uh, what was it, the level 40 content. So, you know, if you read that on other sites, eh, just deal with it. It'll be fine. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They flew you out there and you didn't wake up early enough to go to the first session? Well, they said, I assume they just had the two sessions mm-hmm. and they were the same. Like, we're going to do this, like, we're going to have two of them together. Yeah. So you can do, you know, the early session or the late session. But and no. they're the kind of the same one. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And no, apparently they were kind of different. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, so much for that. <laughs> All right. So you got it off to a, to a good start. Got off to a roaring start. <laughs> the Square Enix have offices up there or was this like at a hotel or something? Um, no, it was just a hotel. All right. So for the most part, they uh, so they find me out there, and they're already starting. I get there at noon. Apparently, the first session was like at ten or eleven or something. And of course, I flew into San Francisco, which I didn't want to do. So I had to um, had to be late, which is always wonderful. Okay. 
you had to be late. I don't know what that well, means. Well, <laughs> that was the other thing. They're like, well, can you fly in? I'm like, that's not going to happen because uh, if I fly in, then uh, you, you can't. If you fly to San Francisco, don't ever fly to San Francisco. Fly to Oakland. Because if you okay. fly to San Francisco, I swear to goodness, it's a 20% on-time rate. Mm-hmm. So don't go to San Francisco. So, yeah, hour and a half delay because apparently there are so many planes going into cloudy San Francisco that they have to delay. Right, they can... right, right. So San Francisco sucks. Got it. Right. So I'm there an hour and a half late, which is fine because I thought I wasn't missing anything. And kind of hang out for a while. Actually had a hotel room this time. That's always good. Um, Did they, was there anything interesting in, that happened before you got into the to the show? I was trying to think so, but I don't. Apparently think so. not. All right. So what happened at the session? <laughs> I suck at telling stories when I'm sick. Anyway, <laughs> um, <coughs> one second. Apparently, they gave you a disease. You met you oh. met up with a Malboro, and you got uh, disease or whatever he does. Evil right. breath, stinky breath. Right. Okay, so get there. It's literally like you walk into this building and you, you know sometimes you go to events and you're not really sure. Wait, wait, you literally even... walked into the building? Wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I got a thing about the word literally. I didn't say literally. Yeah, it's literally like you walk into the building, you said. Whatever. <laughs> you were trying to give the rest of the stuff, but you know. Okay. You make a lot of noise. I do make a lot of noise. You make this hard to tell a story because you don't shut up. <laughs> okay. For the last time. <laughs> Going to the building. You usually expect you're like, you go upstairs, you wander around, you mingle, you find the place, right? I walk in there and there's nothing but security guards. I'm like, well, this, this is fun. So I'm thinking, uh, do I, you know, I have to talk to someone, I guess. I'm, I'm like, here I'm... to be a Mikote. Yeah, That's what you should I tell should have them. said that. I was like, because the guy's like grumpy. He's like, what do you want? And I'm like, um, I'm here for some Squaddish thing. He's like, I need your ID. I'm like, what? Seriously? All right, fine. Yeah, business buildings are like that in big cities. Scared the crap out of me. I don't yeah. go to business buildings, apparently. And so I go in, and they're like, they have to escort me to the elevator. The elevator's like 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you need to like pad me down too? I mean, what the heck? This is so weird. And uh, so then I get up there, and then they're like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We're just doing whatever you want. So, like, you go into this floor, and there's, like, five things. I could have gone to any of them. After they get me to the elevator, I can just do whatever I want. They, like, leave me. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Great security. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> how do you know this? You live in Wisconsin. Because I've been to New York. I've been to, I've been to buildings like this. It, it, it's always like that. It's annoying. It's like it's, it's, it's more of a theater security, but, you know. It keeps homeless right. people out for whatever that's worth. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. So you got so up there, go, go and in, there's huge. You you, you open know, the door, of- and there were chocobos and moogles <laughs> singing, and confetti in the air, and free potions for everybody, and and stuff. Right? <coughs> no, no, no. But there were. Um, there's a couple Xboxes in the corner, and they were playing Hydro Thunder. I, what? No. Okay. Never mind. All right, so you go in, there's a big line of food. They're just like, hey, we're going to start in a bit. Because, of course, I came early because you don't want to start late. You know, they fly you out there, you don't want to be late. But so, you said you were late. <laughs> you were an hour and a half late. I was late landing. I had to, oh. didn't have a meeting until 2, so oh, I was okay. kind of kicking it. Ah, uh, I got it. Or was it 3? It was 3. <laughs> so I got there at 2.30. I was like, I'm not going to be late. 
And like, got it. I'm thinking that they told us we're going to see the new areas. I'm like, all right, we'll see the new area and then the other area. And the first thing I do when I finally get to the computers, which are very nice computers with special like lion cases and everything, clearly made just for this event. Very pretty. And well, you didn't break a computer, did you? No, I didn't. Oh. I was so happy. You stole one? I wanted to. Yeah. I had a. I would have paid to put that in the plane. That's for sure. Damn. All right. So they have right. nice looking so, cases. Very nice. I mean, these these are machines that I I got a new i7 at work and this kicked its butt. So I was like, man, this is pretty stuff. It was playing full screen, uh, 1080p basically, and I didn't have any slowdown at all on anything on max settings. Okay. So, so I was like. The first thing I do is they're like, there's this level 40 character. I'm like, oh, sweet. We're going to play level 40 characters. And we never get to that point. And apparently I, I talk to the other people. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that in the morning. I'm like, what? <laughs> nobody tells me these things. Mm-hmm. So all I got to see was the new areas. And they were still very cool. And you remember how we started 11? And it was like you went into the city and you had this little cutscene, And they're like, boom. And they drop you at the town. You're like, all right, see you later. Yeah, it was awful. You had no idea what to do. Yeah. Yeah, they've totally streamlined getting started now. So you start off with this. I would say it's about a 30-minute cutscene interactive thing. You have to fight a couple things, but, you know, it's mostly just telling story. And each of the three areas has one. And I, I wrote about it on the kind of how it went. But what I like about it is at no point are you ever just, like, left there like, what do I do now? You know, What do they, they do to guide you along? So they start it with... Uh, I guess about 10 minutes, and you're going through, um, well, I'll just go through Gridania's. And you look to the sky, and, you know, you see something falling, and you go, and you're, right, I'm going to explore it, because apparently that's what you do. As an mm-hmm. adventurer, you go explore you things. You explore things, yes, yeah. Yeah. So you're running out of town, and you find these two people lying on the ground, and you're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, we're not talking to you, because we're asleep. So you kick them a few times, then they get up. And then these wolves attack, and you're like, oh, I have to fight wolves. And this is how they walk you through. This is how you fight you know, with our battle system, which is completely different than Eleven because there's no such thing as auto attack. And I'm like, oh, great. So basically, this is a lot of pushing one. You're like, one, 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 and they all die. It was great. And they make sure you can't die because the NPCs will do nothing but heal you, but at least they won't let you die. I assume if I pick a class... Because you can start as a crafting class. I assume if I pick a class where I can do is throw rocks, then they'll actually attack for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that they don't just leave me there. Um, so you go through that. You finish the scene. They're like, oh, we feel much better. And this huge tree just comes out of the ground. And you're like, oh, crap. Because he is like Wait, literally a, throwing everybody around. A tree around. comes out of the ground? Yeah. Like his leaves were underground. Like he was kind of a bush. Oh, okay. And then it becomes this huge tree, and you're like, oh, crap. And he's just, like, throwing you around. You're running as fast as you can. And this is where it kind of gets weird. You get saved by these Wait, it gets weird after the tree comes out of the ground? Right. Oh. Because you're you're running as fast as you can. Right? Yeah. And um, after that, you, uh, how do you well, say What's it? the weird thing that happened? Time stops. Oh, that's pretty weird. Yeah, so you, you're running, and the, the lava fell you're chasing falls down. Mm-hmm. And then it's literally like, what do I do? Lala fell like, the short people. Right, it's the... Uh, Taru Taru type, but taller. 
Right. They farm. <laughs> what? They farm. They're farmers. Okay. <laughs> it says they're farmers in the lore. What do you want? You hurt my brain. So it gets weird because a guy right. falls down. The guy falls down and then time stops. Time stops. And literally, you're, you're stuck in midair. And you're like looking around. You're like, why am I stuck in midair? I mean, literally, like you could wave arms underneath you and stuff and it'd be perfectly fine. And what are you supposed to do? And then these forest people come out. And they like they tell the tree to calm down. And the tree's like, I don't want to calm down. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then the tree goes away. And I'm just, you're just like, what? This makes no sense at all. I have no idea what's going on. It's a Japanese game, basically. Right. And then from there, they're like, well, the forest people saved you. Now we'll lead you back into town. I'm like, okay, great. I don't know what's going on at this point. <laughs> so they lead you back to town. And this is the other thing I like is... In 11, it took him, what, five years to do this? The first NPC you talk to in town doesn't just be like, hey, you're an adventurer, get lost. It actually says, would you like to go to the tavern and talk to people who actually convince you to play this game for the story instead of just for killing things over monsters? And you're like, yes, that would be fun. Okay. And then you finally get into the whole story. Okay. So they've really done a great job of making sure you don't just get left like you did in 11. Because a tree comes out of the ground and time stops. No, because there's a story. <laughs> because there's a story and they never leave you just uh, hanging there. Oh. It sounded like they left you hanging there and then you had to go to, ta- to the town. No, the wood people oh, saved the- you and right. put you back down on the ground and right. then talked to you and then escorted you back to town. And they didn't, they didn't do the whole thing. Okay, but what, where did, how do they hook you after that? How do they keep it moving? That's what I told you. You go to town. The first guy you talk to is like, oh, welcome to Gridania. Why don't go, I take go talk to the tavern and you'll keep uh, okay all right and you talk to this guy and he'll help you out except in in Gridania it's actually a girl but anyway okay. sure um and then she's like oh great here's my link pearl so okay. you can talk to me anytime you like you can talk to an NPC yes they're NPC link pearls they're oh, a special menu item nice so they will light up and you'll talk to them so she gives you a cell phone got it right basically yeah. She, or actually, you have a cell phone. She gives you your number. Oh, okay. Sure. And uh, then she's like, now I need you to go to the first camp, which is the first Etherite. And just go there, and then I'll call you. You're like, all right, cool. You've shown it to me on my map. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. So you go there, and then she calls you, and she's like, all right, now do this first guild leave. And this is how you get introduced into the quest system. So you do the first quest, and you're like, great, now come back to town and get a whole bunch more and do it a whole bunch. And so it's like you're introduced into the battle, um, and every, it's like every little step is like walking you through it instead of just making you figure it out, which I think a lot of them seem to do. Now, I know WoW doesn't, but a lot of them do. I think WoW pretty much walked you through a couple things, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they are learning. Well, go from that. Okay, good. Uh, and then they showed you another area as well, I assume. They, and... they showed me Eldaw, and it was the same, different story, but, you know, same walkthrough. Just different starting area, got it. Uh, yeah, and it was a little different, as in it was actually in the city, so you mm-hmm. didn't run away from trees. But, you know, same kind of thing. You're, you walk through each thing, go find the camp, here's your guild leave, keep going this. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty easy. So, what questions do you have? Um, or you want afterward? That's what you want to know. Yeah. 
No, I don't. Because um, really, it was like a couple of us just went out. Had, I'm kind of interested uh, in what, what we learned about that we didn't know. So we know kind of <laughs> how the starting experience goes, but did you learn anything else that's new about the game that hasn't been revealed yet or hasn't been seen yet? Um, for the most part, what I saw, I had seen in beta, just only in one area. So these were the two areas that you will not see until retail. They're not ready. The text okay. isn't done. So this is really a, a first look. And I assume now they're showing it at Gamescom, because I've heard some people talk about it. All right. Um, but that's pretty much it. You're not going to be able to play these areas or anything. So this is my one chance to like explore all these areas until September 22nd. All right. So I do walking around and stuff. Cool. Well, if you want more information, Mike has a full write-up on the event. It's available on our site. Just search for Final Fantasy XIV Cities Revealed on RP Gamer, and you'll find it right there or check on our news page. And he takes you through kind of the overview of both starting areas as well as some gameplay reflections, probably coming out of your beta experience too, right? Yeah. Um, some of the gameplay comes out of beta experience because I talk a little bit more about how you can earn an ability in one job and use it right on the next job. You don't have to oh, like. Oh, so it's a five style job system. It is a very Final Fantasy V style. I That's learned good. like an ability as a lancer, and I could instantly use it as a pugilist. It was just. Pugilist was means you punch stuff. I punch a lot of stuff. Uh, okay. And then, uh, like yesterday, I finally got pugilist to level six. Isn't it pugilist? It could be. It could be. All right. English sucks. So you punch stuff to level six. Got it. Punch stuff to level six, and then there's an ability where... See, in this, in the first one, you had TP, and uh, that was your tactical power or something. Yeah. And it left you... Um, it, it stayed around. Mm-hmm. In, in 14, it doesn't. Ah. When the battle's over, your TP starts draining. So one of the nice things is the Pugilist has uh, something called Second Wind, mm-hmm. and for a very little TP, you can regain like 200 hit points or something. Oh, nice. So, nice thing to use if you're leveling a new job and you take some damage. You're like, oh, hey, I'll just heal myself and I'm all better now. Okay. So, that was nice when I can switch to other jobs. Ah, I see. So Because now I have less hit points. So, you're already again. coming up with these good combos of abilities to mix and match from between the jobs. Right. So, level this to this, level this to this. It's, it's totally a Final Fantasy V thing. Yeah, Dragon Quest Nine a little bit, too. Uh, yeah, except Dragon Quest Nine relies too much on spells you don't get to use unless you're the certain <laughs> class, <laughs> which kind of hurts. I would have preferred just to have it. Um, I would have liked to keep some of the spells. Like, why level priest if I'm going to become... It doesn't help me become a paladin. You know, my heals aren't really that much better except for healing power, things mm-hmm. like that. So I felt in in Nine you really have to push it all the way. Like, if I'm going to use a bow as a priest, I have to go all the way with the bow. So I have to use bow jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, and then after that, it's like, all right, now I can become a bow with a priest. And I don't want to do this except for any reason, except that I felt like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think five is a much Final Fantasy five is a much better example. Got it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know what else to ask you. Sounds good. Thanks for telling us. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We got some more news coming up. Risen two. Got some news about Risen 2. I need to play Risen. Have you played Risen, Manny? Um, no. No. Okay. I was going to say I saw it get played, but that was a long time ago. Mm, okay. So Risen, I don't remember which one Risen is. Is Risen the one with the dragon or not? Risen is the one that's sort of a third-person game, sort of like Oblivion. It takes place on an island that's sinking. 
You did say a third Persian game. I just want to make sure you realize third that. Third Persian. I like that. I don't know what a third Persian Ooh, game would be. Persians. It's a uh, the Prince of Persia's cousin. Ah, okay. <laughs> brother, his cousin. Was it any good? Did anyone like it? Um, if you really like hardcore PC, it, it feels like it appeals more to the hardcore PC gamers. So, I mean, this is like a, a you know, a, a traditional Bioware style PC RPG or what? I don't know. Oblivion style? Sort of like open world. You take quests from quest givers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can be what you want. General Western Kill. style, maybe. All right, yeah. so Risen 2's, uh, it's, you know, they're working on it. It was announced at Gamescom. It's a sequel to Risen, obviously, and that's all we know. So <laughs> hopefully they will give rise to more news later. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm funny. All right. There you go. So it's an action funny. sandbox RPG, according to Droff. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. Uh, oh, it looks like I messed up earlier when we were talking about those new Jedi races or the Old Republic earlier. I should have mentioned they've announced a couple of new classes. Ah, didn't you want to know about the new Jedi classes, right? Right? I did. I thought Jedi would be the only class you. No, could. no, you could be a Jedi Knight Guardian or a Jedi Knight Sentinel. Where's the ass kicking one? What about a Jedi Squire? Can you be a Jedi Squire? That would be lame. No, oh, that would be lame. All right, so. Let's see. They say the Guardian's tank and support-based, and the Sentinel is damage-dealing. So you want to be the Sentinel, then. But Sentinel doesn't mean damage-dealing. Sentinel means, like, Guardian protector. No, it means you're, uh, you, you watch. You're, you're like a town guard, not really a protector. First watch sort of thing. Oh, no? okay. Maybe. Uh, yeah, know. I'll, I'll but, give you that. It's not damage-dealing either way. <laughs> it's not what I right. think of. Oh... All right, well, Fable 3 continues to... Um, no, I can't come up with a transition for that. Uh, Not sucked? Oh, wait. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that for sure. So there, so there's a book coming out with uh, Fable 3 called The Belverine Order, which mm-hmm. is about Belverines, which are like their version of werewolves. Because Wolverines was taken? I oh. suppose. All right. Anyway, uh, with the book, you're going to get a code for a Fable 3 weapon. Oh, good. Mm. So DLC coming with books? Yay? Nay? Eh, uh, I'm okay. If I get I'm the okay Audible with... version and Peter Mollin reads it to me. <laughs> oh, there so, you go. Audible version, Peter reads it to you, hopefully won't put you to sleep, and he gives you the code somehow? I don't know how the code will <laughs> At work. At the end of the book, he will read the code to you. Yeah, but... He's um, read every single possible combination of codes. Microsoft codes are 5 by 5s and they're all unique, so... He hmm. reads every possibility. Every single one. All right. Just read some all. You, you, you keep entering them in until you find one that isn't used. I like it. That works. No, no, no. It comes with your copy. They have to actually add it to the end of the Oh, audio. he reads it specifically for you. That's right. Mm. You can see him sitting in a room going, A, 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 A. You know what e. I think he's doing? I think he's playing la- Half Minute Hero. I don't think he's playing that. Because that's PSP. a good game and he doesn't yeah, know what Yeah, it's a great little PSP game that I need to play more of. Um, and they've just announced more details about the sequel, Half Minute Hero Second, um, mm-hmm. which will probably be changed in the U.S. as we mentioned earlier uh, on a previous show. But they said that there's going to be an editor tool set that lets you pl- make your own mini games and share them to people through infrastructure mode. So yay, yay, yay! Build your own stuff, but mini games. So I hope that can be like a full level essentially. Cause... Yay for still not having real. No, this game doesn't uh, need online. 
Have many hello. <sighs> I want something, anything. Throw me a bone, people. There, there is some. There's some coming out that have online. Um, what? Well, we just talked about Torchlight Two last week. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking like handheld stuff. Handheld stuff with online. Um, yeah, I don't have much for you there. What about? Exactly. Um, I mean, uh, really, you no. couldn't use Wi-Fi for Dragon Quest Nine. No, I know. Don't. Yeah, that's just awful. But there's that uh, the the console one that's coming that has online. Hunted. Oh, yeah. oh, that's online. Yeah, it's online oh. co-op. I thought we had to work together, like there. That would make sense. All right, good, good, good. Let's play that. Yeah, that was fun. It's probably gonna suck though. Um, it was fun. What are you talking about? All right, fun enough, I suppose. It was so bland looking. It was an early, early, early. The game you're working on has online. No. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> that was talked about at the E3 demo and well before that. It was talked about at the announcement. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, shush that I forgot. <laughs> shush that you forgot. <clears throat> You've been working so much on the website for it, you forget about the game. Oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what the game's like. Oh, is there's a game, too? Oh, I thought it was just about pretty pictures on a page. Oh, okay, good. I bet you didn't forget about Tactics Ogre. Kind of did, like I... 10 years ago. Oh, just... oh. <laughs> oh for... Well, they, they released some info that's uh, got some uh, of the new feature that's coming to Tactics Ogre. So the, that, that subtitle in Japan is Wheel of Fortune. And it's really unfortunate that they didn't decide to, you know, push that uh, that title in the U.S. because, you know... It actually uh, connects to the game very heavily. So, uh, in the original Tactics Ogre, apparently the story branched a lot and you get different endings, right? Right. All right. So, now you can get a card that falls off an en- some enemies. And uh, if you have this card, it's called the Wheel of Fortune card. So, I guess tarot cards can drop from enemies. And the way this one works is that if you use this card, you can jump back in time to previous events, retaining some of your current stats, like unit levels and skills, and choose a different path. So if you've gone down like a bad route that you don't want to be going down, you can kind of roll the game back partially and 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 play forward from that if you can go down a different decision path. Hmm. So this means I I could have not gotten an assassin. I I could have prevented my own assassination. I suppose. I I I don't know if the main character gets assassinated how game continues, but uh yeah. Oh, that was at the very end of the game. That's Mass Effect 2. Oh. What? Spoilers. It's not Mass Whatever. Effect 2. You made that up. No. It's a possibility. Hmm. You don't get assassinated. I'm not assassinated, but you, you can't die. Yes, you can die. But that's something they said before the game was even out. So I know. Like, See, so it's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I hope that... Uh, that's awful if you get assassinated at the end of the game. That would suck. Um, I know. I got the worst ending. Well, didn't... um. That is a spoiler, but it's 10 years old. Honestly, tactics. <laughs> Tactics? What about it? No, I'm just basically warning you, don't pl- get the worst ending. That's not, that's not it's a spoiler. Not good. It's a you don't Dude, want your to character's get name is Denim. I mean, really? Buy him a pair of jeans already. What is up with that? I thought in Tactics someone got assassinated at the end. No. Not not your character. Not yours, but someone else. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Remember, I, I haven't finished that uh, story with uh, legible translation yet. I need to do that. You haven't finished War of the Lions? No, I haven't finished Lord of the Lions. I'm very disappointed in you. Did you? Of course I did. Oh, okay. Well, it's slow on the PSP, as you like to point out often. Yeah. 
Just don't use those certain abilities. You don't need protect. <laughs> like the ice spells and all the Agrius' stuff. Nah, I don't need spells. Hmm. All right. And uh, let's see. So apparently uh, the game will ask you lots of tarot-related questions and somehow alter the events of the game somewhere down the line. So I guess it's like the beginning of Ultima, they point out, that uh, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions and it's going to affect the game. So there you go. Never been done before. More, 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 more Tactics Ogre goodness. I can't wait. Um, Speaking of goodness, people like that Radiant series. At least they liked Radiata Stories, and they're really excited about this somewhat kind of almost not really, but maybe kind of related Radiant Historia. You know, since it has some, some of the same people working on it. And some big story details came out about Radiant Historia. Did you guys hear about this? I heard nothing about it. Heard nothing about it. All right, so here's the thing. There's going to be time travel in Radiant Historia. So okay. they give they give an example scenario for how this is going to play out. So okay. this dude named Stock... And it's spelled S-T-O-K. He's got his name. He's got a friend called Rosh. And uh, he wants Rosh to... These names are awesome. Yeah. Rosh wants him to join him and uh, become a vice officer in the military with him. And uh, Stock turns down the uh, the offer and goes on to an undercover assignment where he uh, prevents a a resistant group from hijacking military explosives. So he he succeeds with that. But the next job uh, leads him down behind enemy lines in the current war his country is waging and it, the job falls apart while in, when his contact on the other side mysteriously disappears so then he says well something went wrong about this maybe i i shouldn't have turned down my friend's offer and i should have become a vice officer instead of going on this this uh preventing military explosives from being hijacked assignment so he uses uh, his time trip and his time travel powers to go back and accept rosh's offer she just has time travel powers for no uh, apparent uh, Yeah, I don't know why he has time travel powers, but apparently okay. he just does for whatever reason. He uh, Maybe he finds a crystal. Um, he eats a mushroom. Who knows? For whatever reason, he goes back in time, and he leads an army of new recruits, and they clear out an abandoned mine of enemy soldiers, and unfortunately, the entrance to the mine has been sealed off by a cave but uh, the army, it turns out, has no military explosives because in this timeline, he didn't go back and make sure that the shipment of military explosives came through okay. So, yeah. So now what does he do? Does he uh, f- try to send someone to figure out what's going on with the shipment? Does he um, hope the enemy soldiers just, you know, happen to run into him and he doesn't go through the mine? Does he, you know, figure out that it, it's no good either way? Maybe he should go back to his original timeline choice and, and pursue that further to see how things work out there. You know, and apparently there's all sorts of options that you get. And the game's out November 3rd. And... Apparently, it's going to make your head hurt as you're second guessing yourself and jumping through time. This is the most, uh, the one that makes the most sense is prevent them from getting the explosives and then join your friend. Uh, yeah, oh, hmm. Uh, you mean abandon your second job in the first timeline? No, no, just like stop them from getting the explosives and then you're like, okay, mission accomplished. Now I'm going to go join my friend as a vice officer. Well, yeah, if that. I'm assuming they're saying the situation doesn't work out where you have that option because they already left or something like that. But yeah, but would they just but they just meet them up later. I don't know. If you get travel in time, why can't you travel through space? Cause that would be that'd be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Only one sort of travel. <laughs> Honestly, I know. <laughs> 
Oh, speaking of people manipulating stuff, Final Fantasy thirteen had an ad in the UK. That, I don't want to talk about this. This is stupid. This is kind of weird. So apparently they were advertising the Xbox 360 version of the game, and they were using um, FMV footage from the PS3 version. Okay, first of all, that's wrong. Written stupid. Well, that's actually okay. right. It's not PS3 version. Well, yeah, it is. Square Enix said themselves, it's source. That means it wasn't compressed in any way. It wasn't used on the PS3. It wasn't used on 360. It was used directly from the raw footage that they made to make the game and then wasn't compressed like it was in the 360. Now, you want to complain about that? That's fine. But don't call it the PS3 version. Do not confuse people in that way. The PS3 version had the source footage on it. Okay, no. That's a difference. They didn't stick it on a PS3, push the record button, and then stick it in a commercial. Okay, Okay? but if it's It's, the same version as the other version of the game. Only because there's no compression. Well, there's compression, but right. There's still you can't, compression. You can't PS3. ship a movie without compression unless you're sending over terabyte hard drives. But yeah, it it what they want is they they want. First of all, this is dumb because how many times have we seen footage not from the actual game? Oh my gosh, happens all the time. Let's get over it. Second of all, happens in movies, happens in um in in everything. Okay, cinematics. They do not match gameplay. Wow. That's a Square shock. Enix themselves said that the PlayStation 3 was used for ease of capturing the footage. They said earlier it was from the source. So when did they change this? Uh, all the stories I've read, which is two now, <laughs> say that Square Enix said that the PlayStation 3 was used for ease of capturing the footage. This is what I give a pretty good talk Square Enix said it was from the source, which was not the PS3. Yeah. Does it matter? They it used, does. They, I think no, that's it a does, big it, difference. No, it isn't, because you're, it's false advertising either way, right? No. All right. If I'm trying to capture footage from a game, mm-hmm. I'm going to take it from the PC build. That's yeah. the easiest to capture from. Right. But they okay. shouldn't do that either. Apparently not. Apparently no. that makes people cry. Well, yeah, because you're advertising the game to look better than it does. Who cares? It's on a TV in a compressed version in a 30-second spot. And if you're really going to cry about this, then I'm just amazed. It's not the first time this has happened. I'm, I think, it's no, uh, it's not. And that's what's annoying is they're like, well, it's this big deal because it's it, they act like it's never happened before. It happens every game, promise you. Yeah, but they call them on it though. That's the thing in the UK. They call them on it. So they had there's a similar thing with the Call of Duty where they said, "Or you guys have to change the ad, or this is false advertising because you're showing." Yeah, I mean. Foot- just because you think it's okay, Mike, doesn't mean that these other countries think it's okay and that they don't have advertising standards to prevent people from believe. misleading stuff. Because, you it, you know, they're trying to prevent the slippery slope. Or, like, we let you do this here, and then people say, well, you let us do it here. Why don't we do it here? If yeah. you do show, they have to have labeling at the bottom as a cavalier. Ah, so that's all they needed was a disclaimer? Yeah, Probably. not oh. actual in-game footage. Oh, that, that, that would have taken they, care of it. But they instead banned the commercial entirely. Well, yeah, because Granted. the commercial doesn't have a com- disclaimer. So all they got to do is fix it. They didn't it. say all they had to do was add a disclaimer, did well, they? they? They're just well, like, oh. they're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell Square that. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> you don't know that. I don't know. Is this the whole Blizzard thing? Instead of just get, writing me a nice letter to tell me to stop doing it, I get my hand bit yeah. off. <laughs> they, get him, they bite my hand off and steal my commercial that I can't use. No, oh, Blizzard about. starts with short bans. They would ban you for that? Well, I think, well, ban, you know, can't log in for two days or something like that. Doesn't that kill people in WoW? Don't, don't you like... Well, it, it, uh, it certainly sends a clear is. message, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to keep playing my game. I better stop doing that. <laughs> it's 
think pretty clear. Better, it's not doing it too, but whatever. Or you just go buy another character and start your twenty seventh alt with the with a new copy of the game. And then I get triple experience. <laughs> no, because you can't log in with your original account because it was banned. Only for two days. <laughs> Good point. And I can find someone else to level me for two days. But least. you you need that person to send an invite before you can start that. So you would have to wait for the two days to to pass first. Why? Because you you have that co- account. No, 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 no. You you get you a have new to log account. in together to get the triple XP. And All right. You need so to... I got banned for two days. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I'm bored for two days. Come level me. And then you do it. Oh, okay. it's on a new account anyway. And yeah. then after my two days are up, I start transferring back to my main character. Got it. After that's we're awesome. Isn't that great? I think it's, yeah, that, uh, that's how I learned my lesson. Ah. Well, apparently Square learned their lesson about, you know, disappointing Xbox 360 fans because Tanaka came out this week and said, hey, we're still talking with Microsoft at the moment, so there's no update as to when we'll start again. And you know what he's talking about? The 360 version of Final Fantasy fourteen. Okie dokie. So apparently they are uh, still talking to Microsoft about getting it out on their console. I don't know. The last down the line I had was four and a half gigs, so have fun with that. <laughs> on uh, Final Fantasy XI on the console? Fourteen. Oh, all right. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, but that it, is it, right. That's more than Burnout Paradise was on the PS3. Wow. Because on the PS3, if you run into that problem, you could easily buy uh, a 2.5-inch drive. Oh, on the you know what, Mike? You, you're using a beta version, though. A lot of those assets don't need to be re-downloaded when you're out of beta. I hope not. I'm tired of downloading. Then again, Final Fantasy XI has like the worst patching. of People complain about PS3 patching. Complain about Final Fantasy XI patching. Nope, what are you talking about? It it's terrible. It's, I just it's did wow. it a while, a month ago. Oh. Yes, and 14 uses the wow idea of BitTorrent cloning. Okay. No, so wow's they... actually getting weird. Wow's oh. Wow's taking it up a step for Cataclysm. They just, well, I guess this is news. They they showed off their new launcher for for Wow, and um, how this is going to work is the game's going to just start downloading stuff, and at a point, one point it's going to say, "Okay, now you can log in." And there might be a delay when you go to certain areas because I haven't finished downloading that, but I'll start downloading it when you get there. And so it just kind of downloads in the background for a while. Um, oh. The problem is right now in the beta, and uh, this is why. I hesitate saying too much because, you know, it's obviously beta. It's like every time I try to log into Cataclysm, it has to start that download over over because they've, like, reset it. I don't know if to test it or they've updated all the content. I don't know. But it's very annoying when it's like, I just want my game installed. I'd rather wait and have you download and install everything once and then I can log in later the next day or something. But, yeah, it's it's weird. You indeterminate installation state at any time when you go to log in. <laughs> I'm hoping that solidifies when the, the final version comes out. Hmm. But in, in the idea, of course, is that we'll have a small install, if even if you're just installing off uh, the internet, and then you'll be ready to go sooner rather than waiting for the full install. No, that's their goal. Man, so I can't gonna... imagine playing this... Final Fantasy XIV on the PS3. I was just thinking about that because... What you're talking about these terrible patches plus the regular PS3 patches and updates? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would uh. be not fun. Mike, do you know if that BitTorrent version of Final Fantasy fourteen do they have a lot of seed servers? Because one of the big issues with WoW is that the BitTorrent thing actually sucks a lot of times. Um, I've never had an issue with it. Okay. And granted, this is a very small thing. Um, I mean, a small group of people compared to uh, what we're going to see in retail. Okay. And I've still gotten 500, 600k. Well, that and you know, BitTorrent can be a pain to set up when you have routers that 
do your DSL modem and they're all set to lock that stuff down by default and, you know, it doesn't work. No, no, no. Because I, for my desktop that uses mostly the 14 client, uh, I have it DMZ'd. Mm-hmm. And that one by far gets the best. Right. But, you know, other things that have been um, uh, firewalled, I haven't had any issue with. I just can't get as many connections. It seems like there's still like 10 or 15 seats. I can't so. believe you DMZ'd your desktop. Wow. That's some faith about Windows not being taken. Nice. That platform's running Vista, right? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Someone that's not running Vista would be Parasite Eve. And yes, I know that transition makes no sense, but uh, that's all I had to work with. Um, <laughs> so who's been looking forward to the third birthday, the PSP version of Parasite Eve? It's looking pretty good, I think. I haven't really <laughs> seen much of the gameplay itself. Have they shown any? Um, there was a brief trailer during E3, but yeah. we didn't actually get to see it because we were on the show floor. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Yeah. We were at their freaking theater. They got the thing running all the time, and they can't bother to show the trailer. But Okay. So uh, the the news this week is that they chose to bring it out on the PSP. Um, Kitase, and Kitase, who worked on 13, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Uh, executive producer Kitase said, uh, we chose to put it on the PSP because we're fam- because of our experience with the platform. And so apparently I have to say that Screenix must be having a different experience with the platform than most other developers since everyone else says, we've chose not to bring it to PSP because of our experience with the platform sales. But So I don't know what's going on here. Any speculation to that, guys? Mm, no. Okay, so Square Enix thinks they can make it work. Um, but here's the, here's the fun part that really sucks for fans of Parasite Eve. If this game turns out to be a success, then we'd be looking at extending the franchise into PS3. Hmm. So if this game that's released on a platform that is pretty much guaranteed to not be a big success is successful, you're going to get a PS3 version. I'm ready. Let's start. By the way, we're not going to do a Final Fantasy VII version on PS3. <laughs> what are they should, they may as well like throw that in there as well just to, to continue PS3 kicking PS3? you in the butt. I wish you know what the metrics were for being successful. Yeah, like, that what would are we be talking? Nice, a couple it? hundred thousand. Ah, you could do that. You could do that on the PSP. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, are they understanding? Kazriko says so? Japanese sales are a lot better for PSP games. Kazriko right. in our chat room, well, and obviously like- someone in our chat room has to know better than we do. So I'm going to go with that. Sounds good to me. That's how it works when you do the uh, when you uh, when you're in our chat room at rpgamer.com/live and you watch us live at 9 a.m. Pacific or noon Eastern. You can comment on the stories and have your own things inserted in the podcast, like Kazriko did. So nah. Only a two-minute delay required. Only a two-minute delay required. And Master Chief says we're, 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 we're crazy. The PSP sells fine. So, okay. That's interesting because Warner Brothers doesn't think it sells fine. That's why we stopped you know PSP what? development. Oh. <laughs> That's why a lot of people stopped it. I think because you're looking for something even higher than fine, honestly. Um, Uh-oh. We were looking- Noodle commented on my face. I think it's more that um, we don't work in japan so if it sells fine japan that's great for us for for some people but it's not for us mm-hmm. i've been told i need to correct the fact that you master chief didn't say we were crazy what <laughs> we're not crazy no he just said he didn't understand the psp hate so i misrepresented him and i apologize noodle says oh snap oh snap uh, i was just thinking about oh 
Man, I got sidetracked. I lost. Thought. You don't want my live running commentary of the chat room? Is that what you guys are telling me? I think we need something more interesting in our lives. Noodles hungry. So now this has turned into Twitter. I love this. This is great. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, PSP and third birthday, Manny. Did you have something to say about that? Uh, I did. It's gone. Oh, maybe the game would be better if, it had touch screen, if the PSP had touchscreen controls on the back. Ah, okay. <laughs> is that a joke? You haven't heard these rumors that the next PSP is going to have touchscreen controls. This is actually, the- yeah, this is, a, this is a big rumor. There are two big PSP-related rumors going out there right now. One is that there's going to be a phone with a PSP integrated into it from Sony Ericsson, which I don't find much stock to be put into. I don't put much stock in it happening. But I don't. Know. I'm the sure it's something that was that tossed around and, and experimented with, and that's probably where the this way is Engadget's from. reporting. It's, it's more like their exclusive news break, sort of like when David Ellis got the exclusive news break on the PSP Go. Uh huh. That's the way they're treating it, as opposed. But to this wasn't David Ellis, so I, I I don't trust Engadget's exclusive gaming news breaks. Should I? I mean, well, it's more of a hardware and Android news break, and they they do know their Android. Yeah, how does Android fit into a PlayStation phone? That I don't understand. By the way, you know what I did? This is awesome. I just searched for PlayStation phone on Engadget. The first article that comes up is Sony denies a PlayStation phone, as usual, by Donald Melanson, November 22nd, 2007. (laughs) So this has been around for a while. (laughs) I don't know. And the other one is, uh, what's the other big rumor? Is that the PSP2 is going to have touch controls on the back? On the the back. Butt, butt control, back end control, rear end control. Even know how, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know how that would work. Like, I'm trying to conceptually think about this because well, you need those hands in the back are actually doing something, holding, holding it. <laughs> I like that. That was pointed out on like uh, some podcasts I was listening to that you know people are going to drop this thing because they're they're barely holding on to it. Like the only thing I can imagine you doing is like rubbing stuff, like like in a very awkward, uncomfortable. Oh, sort rub of rabbits way. will come back. Yes, because all you're doing is like basically just like, oh yeah, rub it. Rub it from behind. It's just that, ugh, I don't want to play games like that. No, I don't think you have a screen in the back, Master Chief, because that wouldn't make much sense. But uh, you, 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 I, I would think you could do like a cursor. It's basically like a trackpad on the back, maybe. It's so strange. But what, you wouldn't have much, I don't, would you have, you'd have to either uh, sandwich the PSP between your palms, like really tightly, so that you could have free range of motion with your fingers. Or you'd be doing like very awkward rubs it just makes no sense to me mm. all right I yeah I, I it doesn't make sense to me I, I how about a rumor that it'll have a second analog stick why isn't that the rumor that's what makes me sad <laughs> you know that's that's what everyone wants can we have that be the rumor let's make sure I would, they do be that great pointing out rumor pointing out the obvious we'll have a second analog stick <laughs> <laughs> obvious, except we don't know. I don't know that it's obvious. <laughs> I want to believe, Manny. I want to believe that it's obvious, but I don't trust that it's obvious. Uh, All day. right. Okay. PSP3. Hmm, PSP3. Yeah. Yeah? I, I'm not sold on PSP2. Why do I want 3? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, if if there is going to be any PSP information, we don't have to wait very long. I mean, Tokyo Game Show is what? Uh, less than a month away? Yeah, that's, that's true. true. End of September. Ugh, so soon. So soon. So soon. So glad we don't do anything for that. Two weeks to PAX. Yeah. Are you both going to PAX? Oh, of course. I'm, I would imagine that yes, you would be Yes, we are going both going to PAX. Yeah, we are. Right? 
I'll be Hopefully there. Spec- Michael will be there, and Ed Walker Foxworth will be there. <gasps> Ed Walker, the guy used to credit the on the show? He used to credit on the show. He hasn't done much for us lately. Just kidding. But... He only makes our so, servers. Yeah. What can I expect from you guys? What can, can I expect? Some good video content, some podcasts, some pictures? That's why Ed gets to go. So Yes, we can... Ed, is my, Ed is actually getting in under, like, videographer credentials. So he's going to yeah. be, we're going to be filming stuff, or at least trying to. Cool. And where can we find these future videos? YouTube.com slash RPGamer.com. R-P-G-A-M-E-R-D-O-T-C-O-M. Wow. Ah, isn't that nice? Cool. Yeah. That was nice. That is nice. <laughs> <laughs> lame oh people 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 um why don't we get into our picks of the week oh you didn't we didn't talk about the the new diablo news what 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 do we what i didn't even link it because i didn't hear about it what's the new diablo news uh put me on the spot here (laughs) yeah you bring it up you might as well know i think you put yourself on the spot here Uh, fine next time i'll have the thing open (laughs) everything open i'm gonna talk about that would help why don't you kill like a minute (laughs) <laughs> all right so if you'd like to leave feedback for the show there's a few ways for you to do it you can uh email us at podcast.rpgamer.com um you can also uh send us an mp3 file or an aac attachment we love to get those too you can call us at 608-729-4098 we love to hear your your voicemails and play them on the show and you can uh, leave a message on the message boards at board.rpgamer.com. You can find a link to the current message board by going to rpgamer.com slash rpgcast. At the top, it'll say discuss, and you click on that, and you can come discuss the show with us. And we love to hear from you. How's that? Oh, That's yes. That's a good way news. to go a minute. Yeah. That was a great minute killer. All right. So uh, at GamesCon, Blizzard unveiled, what, their new caravan feature? You know anything about this, or I, about yeah, I read about it last week. There was something about there being a caravan. I don't remember what. Oh yeah, they it's were going to craft and stuff, and I was like, "Yes, I need to cover Diablo 3's weapon crafting." Except that I don't. But is there something hey. newsworthy out of that? I don't well, know. They follow order, you around like, in Torchlight. Yep, they don't follow you around. They show up in each city that you're in. That's not following you around. That's a gameplay device. <laughs> It's like is saying it there's always a weapon vendor following you around in every town. Yeah, Who cares? Oh, it's you. okay. Four. He's my caravan. Great. You can upgrade them as you go along. That's a big I thing. I don't care that much. It's just a game mechanic. I want news. What? Like I want news. Like it's coming with a free date, or I don't know. A free date. That's the wrong news. Oh. Um, it's coming with. <laughs> What like, would be what, a news? Succubus or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, real life succubus comes with Diablo three. Um, it's something newsworthy. Like we've got a Diablo three uh, um, soul shard for you to stick in your own forehead. That's coming in the collector's edition. Give me something like that. How? Hey, hey, hey! Any tit- after this long? Any tidbits? A good tidbit. Hey, now that, that I made a good reference there for people who are familiar with Diablo lore. Which is neither of you. If you are familiar with Diablo lore. (laughs) I just realized that's neither of you. (laughs) Which is the best book to read then, Mr. I'm familiar with Diablo lore. The manual that comes with Diablo 1. Fascinating. I'd start there. Then also. Is that available on audible.com? I don't believe it's available on audible.com. For a 20% discount, use audible coupon code RPGamer. (laughs) We do not have a uh, Truth in Advertising Act in the UK. We do not actually have. An audible discount code. <laughs> People on podcast may not be as funny as they appear. <laughs> may? I don't think it's May. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty funny after a few drinks. Uh, have you been drinking this morning? 
I should have. Yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, wouldn't it? I'd uh, be like, I just like singing about stuff. All right, well, why don't you pretend you're drunk because you give us your pick of the week? Ah. What uh, game? Oh, wait a minute. We didn't what? talk about. Is Catherine an RPG? No. No. It's an oh. action adventure. Okay. So the Persona guys are making a game called Catherine. It looks really weird. Um, it's by the Persona sad. guys. So if you care about that, go check it out. The reason I didn't cover it on the show, it's not an RPG, but um, look into it. All right, all right. Did we talk There's about the sheep. last one? We talk about GT5 news. <laughs> G- <laughs> this, I'm not kidding. Is the, it's a <laughs> Gran Turismo 5. This is the story. Gran Turismo 5 injects some RPG into your hardcore racing sim. Every game is injecting some RPG. <laughs> Which is why we now cover Gran Turismo. Look for what? You just want a free copy of Gran Turismo. That's what I, I would like one. Yeah. I like that car that comes in the collector's edition. Oh, yeah. Is that date still firm? Or have they pushed it back yet? Yeah, 2020. 2020. <laughs> oh, the year 2020. I'm like, there's no month and date called 2020. Oh. Right. Get it. Pick All of the right. week, Michael, please. Save us. 14. 14. <laughs> I finally got in. I finally got to play a lot. Um, I leveled Lancer to like 8 or 9. And Pugilist to 6. And I tried to craft. And oh my god, I'm... Oh, crafting you, is bad. Crafting upset you so much, you went back to Final Fantasy Eleven. I did. <laughs> that's the fun. That's that tells you all you need to know about 14's crafting. It's not well, done in, yet. In <laughs> and if 11, it is, it's not you're good. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I push a button and I hope it doesn't break. Uh huh. I hate I hate Eleven's crafting, by the way. But whatever. Yeah, the in, interface um, is terrible. Is the big issue in fourteen? It's like choose how you're going to synthesize something, and there's durability, and there's um, quality, and there's how much you're done to your complete. And I failed my first three crafts. I didn't even. So I can queue up multiple crafts. No, no, no. You're doing one at a time. Oh. But like. I, oh I, my god! It was like a guys. six or seven step process to make sure that it blew up in my face. Why? So why did they make it harder? To do they realize skilling up a craft is not fun with these systems? But you get XP now. I don't care. You can I, level up. I should get after. paid a check in the mail for dealing with it. Is what I should get. Hey, what do you want? You can actually level just as five dollars an hour. <laughs> Oh, because they're giving so because they're giving experience for crafting. It's a job, yeah. But Aeon did that, and they had a slider that says "make multiples." No, I didn't. I mean, if you're making twenty things, why the heck are you making it so hard to make twenty things? This is a computer. This is not real life, people. This is a fantasy game. Give me a slider bar. I I want to make make twenty so I can go to steep. But you can't. Why do you want to make twenty? Because you have to to skill 50 things at a time to get your 0.1 skill increase. Okay, first of all, you get skill on everything. Even when you fail. That's good. Um, You just don't get a lot when you fail. Mm -hmm. But, Mike, here's the thing. This, I'm just sitting here clicking a mouse button. This is not fun. Not that fast. This is not gameplay. Not near that fast. Clicking a mouse button on a 30-second schedule in order to get through 10 skill-up points by the time that your two hours that you had to play is done. Also not fun. Yep. I need to fix it. Uh, uh, Anne's crafting was livable. Anne's crafting was, I'm going to push a button and leave. Well, that's why I like. That's why I was okay with it, because I didn't have to pay much attention to it. Yeah, but it also gives you Piddle's experience. That's fine. This Nothing... gives you real experience. Ugh. Real experience, huh? 
Yeah, I got halfway to level 10 failing my craft. I just, it, it's not really a game to like man. You're managing a menu, and that's being called a gameplay, and I don't like that. I mean, it should be actual gameplay if you're going to spend time clicking there over and over. It should be like, you know, what you, things you do when you do that. You play StarCraft, you manage a tower defense game, you click on monsters to go kill, something like that. Not, I'm choosing, all right, craft this item, put these ingredients in, go. That failed. Craft this item, put these ingredients. Well, you're not, you're not, go. Just doing that. Craft this item. What are you, what am I controlling the, the, am I marshalling my chi and forcing it into the proper shape on the screen? Pretty much. Really? There's a quick you time event? You have four options on every single synth. Okay? Yeah. So let's say I'm trying to make, like I was trying to make ingots this morning. So you have your you have your basic one that's supposed to be pretty easy. You have your rapid one, which is supposed to progress quickly, but is dangerous. And you have your solid one, which is supposed to make higher quality items. Mm-hmm. And you have to do this in multiple steps. So you start off, all right, I just want to do a nice, stable start. And then you're like, okay, that went pretty well. Uh, now I want to do rapid to see if I can get it to progress quickly. Oh, it's becoming unstable. Let's go back to this. All right, let's try to get some more quality in it. Let's do this. I mean, you, it is a multi-stage process just to make one thing. That sounds awful. Um, is this going to be like how you make money in the game too, so you have to do it? I don't know. I made money by questing so far. You you have 4,000 gil, Mike. That's a lot. Is it a lot? I don't know. I bought you a new... You can't buy anything, can you? I, I, there's, nothing there's nothing for sale. To buy, so I think it's great. <laughs> I mean, I bought a new weapon to change class. It was 80 gil. I was All like, right. sweet. Well, well, we'll save the further critique of 14 until it's actually out, I guess. Yeah, but I that was a lot of fun this week. I played some more Dragon Quest Nine. I found my DS charge cords, and I can play more Dragon Quest Nine. I'm glad everyone knows you found your charge cord. Hey, it was a big deal on Twitter. It was a big deal on Twitter. Apparently, <laughs> I was like, is it worth driving half an hour? Apparently, the life? way I dress is a big deal on Twitter. Or so it seemed amongst people who watched the show. Yes, odd. You dress in fur coats and stuff. <laughs> fur coats and assless caps <laughs> and nipple pasties is what it's been. What I've been told. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> Thank you, strange person. Uh, yeah, but no, that was pretty much it. So, I mean, I'm still liking Dragon Quest Nine. I actually beat another grotto, so now I have a level twelve grotto that I can go die to. Mm-hmm. I do like that you just get more grottos. I, I don't because you don't get any treasure out of the treasure grotto. <laughs> Where's the treasure? I want treasure in my treasure grotto. Where's the treasure? Where's the treasure? Where's the beef? My treasure. I can't believe Walter. No, we're not going to talk about 80s politics. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny, you got a pick for us? Um, Not really. All right. We've been playing StarCraft and stuff. But, you know, I do have an idea for StarCraft. This is my nerd idea for StarCraft. All right. So, Chris, did you play uh, Lost Viking at all? Uh, yes, I did. What did you think of it? It's okay. Um, it Unfortunately, it's one of those shmups that you have to play, like, over from the very beginning to get to the part where you died. And mm-hmm. that and that that gets old. Uh, it doesn't have enough continues to try and credit three, feed through. So, um, you can't really see the end of the game. If you, if what you, I was thinking is, what if they released an updated or better version on the iPad and iPhone? Um, it would be, um, that would be decent. That would compete pretty well with most of the shmups out there. There's, there's a number on the i, there's at least one on the iPhone and another one coming that's a lot better than it. But yeah, that would be all right. 
I could do that. I just think that'd be some cool little tie-in that you can play on your iPod. Have like have a little bit of StarCraft two with it, whatever you go, and it would be great if it would tie directly into BattleNet. So if you won any achievements playing that game, it would transfer back to your main account. That would be nice. Yep. So that's my idea. All right. I want Lost Viking on the iPad and iPhone. Oh, and Android devices. Hmm. There you go. That's my to play kit the people who hate Apple products. I the problem with Lost Viking is I I own on my consoles much much better shooters. So it's hard for me to put time investing into that. It's still some nice little touch. Game. I mean, they yeah, could have easily touch, not have yeah. done it. Well, the, what I was wondering is like, well, if I spend some time getting good at this, should I get something for it? But apparently you don't. So Yeah, you get some achievements. Some achievements. Big deal. You get three. Yeah. Okay. If you care about that. I don't care about achievements. <laughs> I care about them only if they point me towards doing something awesome. Like, so they get me to do... Something, but they don't. That was really well thought out. Well, like, uh, there's some achievements that it, that try to get you to play in a way you've never tried before, and they can end up being really fun. I like those. Sure. Uh, someone's telling me Lost Viking isn't a shooter, and I'm saying, no, your shooters aren't shooters. My shooters aren't shooters. They're chickens. Raspberry. I had a chicken for lunch. The raspberry. All right. So, um, as far as my pick of the week, it's yeah. I just played a lot of StarCraft two and Dragon Quest nine. Oh. So, if people like my idea, go bother Blizzard. Tell them to go make it. Post on their forums. Yeah, post on the forums with your real name. Oh wait, uh, no, that's they don't have that there. Just <laughs> yeah, post on the forums bit. and tell them. Tell Blizzard, hey, we want to shoot them up on multiple platforms. Hey, this is the closest we're going to get enough money that we don't care. That's why you have Activision. Oh. All right, so, uh, yeah. Does Activision do anything anymore? What? Or do they just live off Blizzard's money now? Does who? Activision? Oh, they call um, it Call of Duty. Call of Duty? Okay. Uh, they've they actually got, play, they've so. got a number of decent-sounding games that have been coming out. Um, That's good. They did Blur. <clears throat> oh, they did Blur. Everyone I'm looking for a good, uh, good... Yeah, but people tell me Split Second's the one that they, they play longer. Well, that's good to know because we don't play games very long. <sighs> we should play something. <laughs> we do. No, we don't. Play eleven. Yeah, we. You, that's right. We did play eleven. That was fun. That's my you pick of the week. Got through a quest. <laughs> my pick of the week is to my avoid of the week is to try and do mission eight three in Chains of Promathia. Don't try it because <laughs> it will turn into a five hour experience where if you're very lucky, you will finally win one attempt at the fight at the very end. So you only don't have, do well, that. As as they say, when I'm looking for something, it's always in the last place you look. You will always win the last fight. No, not in eleven. Not going to quit again. You can quit. Yeah, yeah, nobody did though. I was impressed. I mean, we we did some pretty bad tries there, and nobody gave oh, up. They were terrible. So. It does help that when you die, you don't actually lose XP, so we could just keep. Yeah, dying. that's a nice change they added. So for boss fights like this, you don't lose XP when you wipe again and again and again and again and again. Because when again I did eight three, I lost fourteen thousand XP. <laughs> How's that all? Yeah, and that was only three tries. All right, so Activision also has um, that new Golden Eye, the one on the Wii that that replaces um, Pierce Brosnan with uh, whatever his name, the Daniel, new, Craig. Daniel Craig. Craig, Tony Hawk Shred. Which doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it's still GoldenEye. Pierce Brosnan is the GoldenEye guy. I don't yeah, understand why. Yeah, but you have to you... license his face, and it's easier to do that with the current. Did they do that years ago? And they just say, hey, yeah, we've they, made they don't. Those rights money. don't last in perpetuity. They last for a project. T- Tony Hawk Shred, DJ Hero Two, which Tony may or may Hawk not be awesome. Yet. 
Uh, no. James Bond 007 Bloodstone, whatever that is. Uh, it's another Bond title. I don't know why. I think that one gets canceled anyway. Um, oh, that's it, huh? That sucks. It's not as exciting as I thought it was. Sorry, guys. That was pretty lame. Mm-hmm. You disappointed me. Quite. This. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in this, in this uh, list. Mm-hmm. I think you should go back and do it again. What? The list? I think you should make a more exciting list. I can't. I'm sorry. Oh, there's one little quick... No, we're done with Mias. I just thought this was interesting. Blizzard wins $88 million from a girl operating WoW pirate servers. Okay. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, Anna was telling me there's a big deal that the uh, the pirate... The, the, the fake Battle, Battle.net D stuff got shut down too. Unless this is the same thing. I mean, how did that leak out? That's what I still don't understand. How do you just get a copy of the WoW server code? Where does that come from? Your mom. And who sits there and plays on an unupdated code like that? You would have to imagine that the it would just be just because of monthly fees, right? A dollar mm-hmm. a month, two dollars a month, or free. Apparently, Kira says a ton of people did it, and it comes from a leak inside Blizzard. So, Kira, how much do those people pay for it? How much did you pay for it, pirate? Come on, tell us. (laughs) He doesn't know. (laughs) Okay. You don't reverse engineer server code. (laughs) Sorry, that does not work. You don't take the game code and, oh, I know how the server will run. I can make Azeroth. (laughs) There's more to it than just some code. Oh hate that whatever all right <laughs> uh yeah i guess with ragnarok online you could do it yeah i'm talking the chat room right now so ragnarok which means we need online to... was um was was distributed it was it was leaked okay it was no actually see that was the fun thing is they originally wanted to give the code out and did it in a very small chunk and then changed their mind oh and what? Then they wanted to give it out. Why would they want to give the server code out? They were thinking that <clears throat> they would, uh, because Ragnarok Online was pushed a lot by user events. Mm-hmm. And they thought, well, one of the ways to do that is if they have the server code so they can work on their own events and then push them to our servers. And then we can authorize them and everything. Oh, that'd be cool. And they started doing that and apparently kind of got into a panic about it. Because, of course, people took server code and said, hey, you know what you can do? You can do some really cool stuff. And started, you know, giving themselves really awesome items and everything, and somehow getting them back into the main game. So they cut that down pretty much on. Well, yeah, yeah. if you have the server code, you can really easily figure out how to exploit the server code, right? <clears throat> right, which they, of course, didn't think of. So that lasted like a month or two. Yeah. But now the server code was out there, and the shards were you, created, and that's pretty much. You just have to play old versions of the code, basically. Um. Well, that, yeah, and then I think so, then from there they started getting patches on a, uh, through leaks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, figuring out their own patches, maybe. Um, no, because a lot of the shards actually had up-to-date server code. Like, <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. It would take... They would sometimes have... This, a is, this is a game company that didn't <clears throat> even use HTTPS for its credit card transactions, so... Right, security wasn't really a shock here. But they, I knew of shards that had the server code before the servers did. Mm. So they were like, oh, it'll be in production in three days. And someone's like, I got it now. <laughs> Play on. That's awesome. I was like, okay, so they would go and figure out how to do it and write all the facts before the actual code came out. I kind of miss the style of that game. I wish there was another MMO that had that style, but 
No one ever wants to play it, so. Yeah. That I know. But everyone's kind of like, bleh. It's like, okay. What style? Uh, sprites. That's what style, Kiro. All right. All right. I think we're done. We're talking about Ragnarok on, on online history. That probably means we got to wrap up. I don't have any exciting things to leave you with this week. Um, I'm trying to think of what you could do that's fun. Go see Scott Pilgrim if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. I can actually say that now. Go play the game. Oh, the what, what is that your pick of the week? That is my that's pick of the week. That's a great pick of the week. Go watch Scott Pilgrim. It's fantastic. Just a movie. There's, there, I've never seen a movie more directly aimed at me or my culture group than Scott Pilgrim. Does that make sense? Uh, the, the references are fantastic. It's a good story. It's, it's, it's better than the books as far as being a, a trimmed down, just here's a story and it's presented better than the story in the books is presented. Plenty of references, video game stuff that ties into real life, but not, not to hit you over the head with it, but just the way they alter it in there like an illusion. Um, as, uh, as someone mentioned it on uh, Retronauts, you know, when you're using stuff as illusions, um, you're not really hitting people over the head with it necessarily because you're not saying, oh, here's that thing from that game and now I'm going to go through and explain to you what game it came from. No, they just use it and you just have to know. And I love that. Um, so it's, it's done very well and very, very nice. So go do that. Does that mm. make sense? Is that, I heard the yeah. ending was better. Um, I disagree, but it's different. And that's it needs to be different because the movie doesn't have enough time to do it the same way as they do it in the books. But they're very close, honestly. People are telling you the ending's very different. It's not. It's 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 the same effect. So yeah, I don't know what else to say. Go check it out. It's awesome. Um, and I think that's all we got. So we should wrap up, right? Sure. Yep, that's all she wrote. Yes. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Like I said, give us some feedback, podcast.rpgamer.com. Check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer. you got a list there with all the staff members on it. Oh, and uh, one final plug. Why don't you uh, sponsor us for Extra Life? Go to rpgamer.com at the front page in the upper right corner. We've got a big button explaining our Extra Life involvement this year. Um, we're going to be doing playing games for charity. Uh, well, charity for, for hospitals, actually. For 24 hours on October 16th, we'll be playing games. You can sponsor us at a buck an hour or, or whatever you'd like to give. And we'll be, uh, we'll be playing games. We'll be streaming it live. You can join in with us. You can, you can add yourself to the RP Gamer team list, and we'd love to have you, and it'll be awesome. Uh, go, go join in on that, and the money will be going to a local Children's Miracle Network hospital. So helping sick kids in your area this time. Uh, so my, I'll be playing for Gunderson, Gunderson Lutheran, which is a local Wisconsin hospital. And I'd love if you'd sponsor me or anyone else on the RP Gamer team or join up for yourself and get in on the Extra Life Fun. As well as the fact that at PAX, we're going to be going to the Extra Life Party, um, which is being called Paxtra Life. Uh, for details on this, go to extralife.sarcasticgamer.com. And you can see, you can buy tickets for Paxter Life. So if you're going to be in the Pax area, me and Michael will be there. Right, Michael? Mm-hmm. So you can hang out with us at the Paxter Life party. We'd love to meet you. So if you go to extralife.sarcasticgamer.com, in the upper right, you can click in and buy a, pick, a ticket for the Paxter Life party. Um, I don't know if you can still get a t-shirt if you get your, t- if your ticket, but um, uh, you should go do that now if you're interested in a t-shirt just to... To at least try to get one and it's awesome because it's got a big uh pac-man that's got sarcastic gamers colors eating um burgers beer pizza martinis and stuff mm. so all yeah. things may those are the four main gr- food groups for michael actually 
burger there period. Are the, yeah, there are no other food groups. <laughs> so <laughs> with that, uh, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Life's funny, the way it throws stuff at you. Just when you think you've got it made and everything's just hunky-dory, something happens. The garage door falls off on your car, or your boss tells you you're being transferred to Detroit, or maybe your best friend is more fond of your girlfriend than you. It happens. You kind of have to roll with it. But all around the world, kids are dealt some pretty rough cards from time to time, and they can't just roll with it. Cancer doesn't just up and go away. Serious injuries don't just heal themselves. Fortunately, when things get serious for kids, there's a Children's Miracle Network hospital waiting to help, regardless of their family's financial situation. The third annual Extra Life 24-hour video game marathon provides direct support for the Children's Miracle Network hospital in your town. And we need your help to ensure local kids have the best care and equipment standing by, just in case life throws itself in harm's way. Visit extralife.sarcasticgamer.com now, sign up, and join the RP Gamer team and make a huge difference in your community on October 16th, the third annual Extra Life video game marathon from RP Gamer and our friends at Sarcastic Gamer. Thank you for your support. Play games, heal kids.